You're listening to the Short Shift Podcast, proud member of the Black and Gold Podcast Network. You can support the show by leaving a comment and five-star rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Cynically acclaimed, incredibly online. And now your hosts, Thomas Nystrom, Andrew Johnson, and Ian Bonner. Enjoy the show. folks another episode of the short shift podcast boys we are what about 48 hours into this free agency period and i'm already fucking exhausted andrew you uh, immediately asked me the second we logged on initial thoughts uh my initial thoughts is is just that it was a lot of small things one-year deals nothing super exciting but the team was active so it gave you a lot to fucking read about think about um Ian, I want to catch you right off the bat because I feel like you've probably been uh, the most vocal about what free agency could be for this team. What are your initial thoughts uh, after 48 hours of Bruins one-year deals? Well, my first thought at the end of the first day was I nailed that Shattenkirk pick, Mm -hmm. huh? Mm -hmm. I fucking called that one. And then I I shouldn't have said in the video, but that's such a long shot for him to want to sign such a low deal. I am genuinely shocked. I I said it last episode, man, Caspace is worth way more than we thought right Mm -hmm. now. Like I, we all knew everyone was tight against it, but these deals, I I love what the Bruins have done so far. This one that kind of, well, two that kind of confused me, but other than that, like, I'm I'm really jazzed about what we did. Honestly, with the space we had, we've made mm-hmm. good additions. I'm in the same boat as you, Ian. Um, there's one signing in particular that drags it down to the depths for me, but not the than- depths, not the depths. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, I, I I can't find much to complain about with whom with whom we signed. There's one in particular that I really like, but we'll get we'll get there. We'll mm-hmm. get there. I mean, it, it's part of my gripe here is like, oh, it's not that exciting. All these one year deals. This could be and I, I, like I said to Andrew right before we hit record. Uh, it's means that this time next year is going to be way more exciting because we're looking at to a twenty five, twenty six million dollars of cap space as it stands right now for next year. That's right. uh, it's going to be incredible. But at the same time, it's not just the Bruins that are doing this one year shit. Uh, it's like a lot of these free agents are actually kind of stepping out and being willing to do this and we'll get to Bertuzzi uh, shortly, but like Bertuzzi is even one of those guys who took a one-year deal, got a little check for this week or uh, for this year, but he's kind of setting himself up for a potential bigger payday next year. And if he signed a long-term deal with anybody this year, it wouldn't have been for that, the money that he may get next year if he puts together a good year. Whether he can do that in Toronto or not is another question. But uh, overall, nothing crazy exciting. The Shattenkirk thing, it did uh, surprise me. I didn't see him coming here at all. Um, yeah, neither did I. It's, uh, it's been an interesting 48 hours, for sure. 
Uh, and one of the things that I put up on Twitter was to stop falling in love with these rentals. Uh, and I really want to discuss where we're at and why this is fine for me. Also, let's not forget that it leaked a few days ago that Sweeney had basically said, I don't really see any of these three uh, rentals resigning with us. It kind of got out there. Uh, and maybe part of the reason that a Bertuzzi doesn't sign here uh, is because maybe he didn't want to do the long term because he didn't like the money that was attached to it. Um, or maybe he just didn't want to play for Boston. It's just because we loved having him for a couple of months doesn't mean he necessarily loved being here. You have to remember that Boston is a polarizing sports city and there's a lot of people, a lot of professional athletes, regardless of sport, that don't like playing here. But the flip side is Toronto is just as rabid of a fan base in terms of hockey as Boston is, if not worse. We'll say worse. Uh, <laughs> so to go there is a little bit of slap in the face. And obviously that's a rival. So it's a little bit more of a slap in the face. So maybe it lends credence to the fact that maybe he just has zero attachment to Boston. Maybe Boston didn't mean anything to him. Yeah, I would say, I would say that he maybe tried to squeeze Sweeney out a little bit. It's just uh, some things that there were some dribs and drabs about the ne the negotiation that were coming out. Um, whether or not they were true was another different story because, yeah. you know, this is lying season. So mm -hmm. keep that in mind. But it looks like everybody from Bertuzzi's camp kind of misplayed their hand, overestimated the market, and maybe when he goes to Sweeney looking for that, maybe he, maybe he was looking for that maybe bigger payday than he thought, or his agent was looking for that bigger payday than he thought, which is his job. Sweeney just did not want to give it to him. Mm. And then he turns around and no other team does either. There was a report that Toronto offered this deal uh, per uh, Frank Cervelli offered this deal at 1201 PM on Saturday and then quickly rescinded it because they believed they were going to be outbid. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of confusion here. Um, I think that if Pertuzzi truly wanted to make it work, I think ultimately if Pertuzzi truly wanted to make it work, um, he'd, be here. he'd be here. Yeah, but he's not. And I, I think. think no, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm interrupting you. Oh, no, uh, and I think that. It's more likely for me that his agent, after seeing that maybe the market isn't as big, because three major injuries before the age of 30 does kind of weigh on some teams a little bit. Mm -hmm. Sure. And going to Toronto, he's gonna get he's gonna get juiced on those forwards. He's gonna get he's gonna get buoyed by some of by some of his line mates and would probably be subject to a bigger payday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised by a point per game from him this season. I really wouldn't. And then when the cap goes up, boom, he gets his four or five year deal for way more than he's worth. That's absolutely a tactic that yeah. he's using and a lot of players are using right now. So right. To me, it's pretty clear that he wanted six point five, somewhere around that, uh, with term. And we simply could not. We literally could not yeah. do that. Yeah. We couldn't. And if you want to blame Sweeney for the position we're in, whatever. You, you people do whatever you want. You will anyway. Why can't you just trade <laughs> floorboard though? 
Yeah, right. Like, let's just get a, a second round pick for four more. Uh, no, so it's pretty clear he wanted that. We couldn't do it. We probably offered him four point five for two years, somewhere in that range. He goes off. There's no actual market for him. And by the time he actually calls Sweeney back and goes, "Hey, five million a year, five point five a year," Sweeney's already well. Uh, we got to be down to four at this point because we've just signed. JVR, Geeky, Shattenkirk, who you expect all to be on the team. Like those are the those are the contracts. Like none, none of that money is getting buried. All of those guys are in the lineup. Lucic as well, because that's a no move clause attached to it. So that is really a no move clause. I kept looking at different reports that were bouncing around that no move clause. It really is. It really is. Yes. Okay. So now I actually do hate that deal. Good job by <laughs> me. Right. That was the final straw on that one. Good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good. 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 Mm-hmm. Most of these deals are variable, except for the Geeky deal, which mm-hmm. would, would cost you money if Geeky somehow shits, shits down his leg in training camp. Mm-hmm. And Lucic would, would also just cost the same. You could you can put him in that. You can you can you can't put him. You can't waive him. You would have to keep him on the roster. So. Other than that, I mean. You what did you to, say, Thomas, oh on Twitter? What, what did you say, Thomas, on Twitter, that if if the Bruins ended up giving Bertuzzi this one year five point five million, that we would end up with six hundred thousand dollars in cap space with Sway, yeah. Lauco, and a Freddie still to sign? Yeah, I mean, Bergeron. It, for everyone Bergeron. who's who's cry, yes, exactly. And I wasn't even thinking Bergeron because I'm mentally preparing myself for that not even being a possibility at this point, and just focusing on what we could have. In, in years going forward, not just next year. I have a but little $600,000. Okay. Uh, $600,000 is not enough to sign any of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and if people are in love with Bertuzzi, how would you feel if we lost Swayman? Or how would you feel if we lost Frederick? Yeah. It's the same people who stan or whatever have the same exact twitter profile that's a random name and it's not even their own picture it's like a fucking headshot of charlie coyle or something like that <laughs> like you know exactly what twitter accounts i'm talking about yeah how would you feel if we didn't have freddie do you do you care about bertuzzi who demonstrated that he didn't necessarily need to be here or want to be here uh or do you do you care about actually building something here yeah, and it makes it clear why they had to do the Hall deal as well. Yeah. Because even with our current cap situation is still, we're right up against it, and we get a bunch of, like, really great deals on day one. How much money did we get from the Hall deal? Like, how much space How much space did we get? Six, six million. million. And, and who fit in that six million dollars of space? Uh, well, JVR, JVR Luchy, yeah. Geeky, Shattenkirk, all of them fit to fill these roles. Yep. So does it replace Hall's production? No, no, it doesn't. So people have an argument there, but like you had to fill in these slots. Yeah, there was there was more than just Taylor Hall's slot that needed. Well, maybe maybe not fourth left wing. Maybe you didn't have to fill that one in. Maybe that's not. a different conversation. Yeah. But can we just have the Lucic conversation right now, now? Actually, can we just we have the conversation the now? We could get it out of the way. Yeah. Uh, we already talked about it. What last week or the week before on the podcast of yes. why it. We didn't necessarily want to see it. Uh, it's sentimentality for me. Uh, obviously, seeing him punch somebody in the face wearing our sweater again will be great, but that's not going to help us win games. He's not going to outskate anybody. 
he's not going to do anything that we need them to do. And I don't think he's necessarily blocking anybody specific from coming up. But to a point, yes, he is. And we didn't give him much money. And it'll be nice for him to have a little farewell tour and tip his cap and retire as a B or whatever the case is. is. That's essentially what this is. And what did I say the other day? Uh, After the Taylor Hall trade, it was immediately put out that this year they were going to have the the 100-year special nights. Centennial. Yeah. And they're going to have, they they have an altered uh, temporary logo. Uh, And we're hoping that there's some sweaters involved and marketing and blah, blah, blah. There's a reason that you put that out when you did. Because people were pissed and confused at why you got rid of a Taylor Hall. Mm-hmm. To anybody right. who pays attention to the cap, it makes sense. But to people who just love this team and and don't follow like the business end of things, they were upset. So you put out something to get people excited again. And then within 24 or 48 hours of that, it leaks that Lucic is probably on his way back. Mm-hmm. There's it's a brilliant business move. There is, they are going for nostalgia right now as opposed to building a successful playoff team right now. That bums me out as a Bruins fan. Look, it's exciting. Yes. Yeah. We can break down the deal for sure, but like it's, it's exciting to me to see Luch, but it's Mm -hmm. not, it doesn't really fucking do anything for me as a, as a Bruins fan other than tugging at the heartstrings. I tweeted out last night from the casino, half fucking hammered and probably full hammered at really, at that point, uh, <laughs> I posted a picture of my quote unquote old fashioned. That was basically a drop of bitters and a shitload of Templeton rye. That is exactly how you drink an old fashioned. Tom. Basically. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a full rocks glass <laughs> that I slowly got through. And the TV directly in front of me without even realizing it was showing uh, game seven of the 2011 Stanley Cup. And I watched the last five minutes of that game, oh, and man. then I watched I watched the the cup being handed off from Batman to Chara, and still in my mind was hoping that Chara would just fucking hit him over the face with it, but he didn't. <laughs> uh, but watching that and just remembering remembering that from fucking twelve years ago now was super exciting. And then immediately, because alcohol is involved, I start getting a little bit depressed because I'm just like, man. I loved Luch that year. Mm-hmm. Twelve years ago. Yep. Twelve I'm, years ago. What? How old were you twelve years ago? We don't, need, we don't need to get into yeah. those semantics. <laughs> Ian, how old were you twelve years ago? So answer the question. I was seventeen. Yeah, that's yeah, older were. than I thought. So just imagine, <laughs> uh, just like twelve years, and we got rid of him. What? What year did we move him? Two thousand fifteen. That was the okay. Martin Jones so trade in twenty fifteen. This organization didn't think he had enough in the tank left or for his value or what his dollar mattered. We nailed that, too. Yeah, we did nail that. Yep. And also because he had just finished a playoff, ser- a playoff series where we were favored to win the cup that year. He had just finished mm-hmm. a playoff series in game seven trying to chase around Dale Weiss instead of doing his fucking job. Mm-hmm. I'm still better about that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I don't I don't this. Again. I somewhere buried down here in a box. I definitely have a Luch shirt. I got rid of the jersey a long time ago, mm. but I have a Luch shirt somewhere, and it'll be fun to dig that shit out because I liked the Reebok shirts more than these fucking fanatics ones. Mm-hmm. But 
Adidas I, is one more year this year. It's this year they they're, they're still you're gonna get when you get Luchiches, you're gonna get Adidas. It's next year that they switch to Fanatics. Like, it depends on where you order it from, unfortunately. Nah, True. The, the Fanatics will still make them. Yeah. Um, just to make yeah. in quotes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that the you're getting to the same and I'll I'll mirror what I said on the YouTube video is I am genuinely happy for you guys who are really excited about this. I think we all are. We're like we're really yeah. pumped for you guys and some people on this podcast are really excited to see it. Like I, mm-hmm. I get that. The selfishly one of the re- biggest reasons I don't want to see him in the spot B anymore is because I loved that player. Yes, not I loved who he was, and now I have to be mad at him as I watch him not be that anymore. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to root for him. I want him to succeed. I want him to blow me away and just make me feel like the biggest idiot ever. Same. Everybody here wants him to prove us, prove us wrong. Yeah, Everybody but, on this podcast wants to be proven wrong in this. The feeling is he won't. And I can't sit here and be like, Jesus Christ, I hate watching him on the ice and when boys, this is one of my favorite players. And yeah. boys, this isn't just us talking out of our ass and being like oh he just he had a bad year in calgary and now he's here maybe it's like a change of scenery this is six years of declining play mm-hmm. that we're looking at i had it described to me earlier this week that watching Mar- milan lucic skate is like watching tectonic plates move it's that bad i get the nostalgia kick and i get the vibes i understand everything thomas you were saying yep about how people how people are gonna that, that first heavyweight bout where he cracks cracks some fool in the face we're gonna we're gonna be cheering that yeah but it's gonna be in between 95 percent of bad penalties interference calls and just an inability to keep up with the play now it's, look yeah if he ends up playing 30 35 games and ends up being a spark plug off the bench i'm more okay with the deal but there's a no movement clause in that deal. That's not where he's being penciled. And therein lies the huge issue I have with it. I just don't understand why you wouldn't prefer seeing Lauko in that role. Everyone was so excited about Lauko. Guess who's in his spot now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And if Lauko comes into this preseason and blows Monty's doors off again, like he did last year and made the team out of opening day. Guess what? Lucic is probably still going to be in there because it's not going to be a meritocracy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not to mention Toporowski. That's his spot too, isn't it? Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the hope. Well, Andrew, what did you just say? 35 games? 35 games, yeah. So if he plays 35, that means that the balance is getting split between a couple of potential guys who are coming up. Sure. Sure. I don't th- like when I say that I don't think Luch is necessarily blocking somebody, but kind of is, is because of that. I mm-hmm. I would say Luch, if healthy, plays half the season. I hope you're right. I yeah. hope you are right. Mm-hmm. Which still kind of makes it a waste of a million dollars. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I mean, they're going to get that money back on T-shirts, so they don't fuck And I don't mean for the family. Jacobs family. Yeah. <laughs> I don't fucking care about their wallets. No. They'll make yeah. their money. I mean, in a time period where we have such little cap space, the people who have put out comments being like, it's just a million bucks, you can bury it, blah, blah, blah. A million bucks it, matters. A million bucks matters right now in this cap situation. Mm-hmm. A million bucks got us JVR. 
A million yeah. bucks got us Kevin Shattenkirk. A million bucks could have gotten us another useful fourth line player. Which I'm excited to talk about those other deals too, which yeah. we can yes. be a little more positive about. Well, <laughs> Andrew, you quickly mentioned uh, you weren't in love with the geeky deal. Can you? No, I no, I do love it. You do? Okay, I, yeah. I got the vibe that geeky, you weren't a geeky fan. Geeky is of... the only one that can't be, that cannot be buried because it's a two year, two million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I because I like the player. No, me and too. I think that's I think there's good value there. I just I, I need to see him stay healthy, obviously, and uh, and do something for us. But like that's a position of need. Yeah, and yeah. I thought that was a good grab. Uh, I'm. I, I think I, I have a feeling you're both going to be excited about the JVR thing. I'm not a huge JVR guy. Mm-hmm. I just never really have been. But um, I'm I'm willing to give it a shot because I also wasn't a Bertuzzi guy, and I liked what he brought to the team those last couple months. If he's able to be that net front presence mm-hmm. and, you know, do it better than, say, a Nick Felino. Ritchie could. Yeah. I, yeah. I think, I, honestly, it's the Felino deal. Like, right yeah. there is. Yeah, right. Like, exactly. that's, that's what the I was Felino should have been getting paid. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. Right, right, right. Which, by the way, he got a raise in Chicago. Which is Great deal for him, dude. Great, <laughs> Great deal for him. Deal for him. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm, 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 I'm happy for him. Yeah. I like the guy. I like yeah, the get player. get your bag, bud. Yeah, get it. Especially just... Take it away from them. Thomas, I really agree with your JVR take where it's like, eh, especially at this age and everything. And it's a great deal. Obviously, the one million, you're like really excited about that. But Mm -hmm. I like this deal. If we can find a way to have him on the third line, I love this deal. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because I think with Coyle's possession and his net front presence banging bodies, that's that's a combination I think will work. JVR Coil Frederick line. That's gonna hurt. Ooh, that's gonna hurt to play against. Oh man, that's possession mm-hmm. and physicality. And I was if JVR the- style rubs off on Frederick, that yeah. alone is worth the million dollars. Yeah. If Frederick turns into a if, if Frederick turns into a combination of Coil and JVR by the mm-hmm. time both of them are done here. Yeah. Throw in some Lucic. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Prime he already kind of has that, to be honest. Yeah. JVR. Frustrating JVR, play at times and a physical presence. There yes. it is. JVR um, played a more defensive role under Torts' system last year and thrived on it. Um, his defensive metrics were very, very positive in a on a bad Philly team. Uh, which makes me think he's still got something left. It's just that he kind of took a hit in scoring only 29 points last year, 12 goals, 17 assists in 66 games, I believe. Um, but if he's put into a more offensive role, like if he's like, say he's like the trigger man on the third line, maybe that's what they're thinking. You have a guy like Frederick and Coyle who sometimes shy to shoot. JVR's never been shy to shoot. So ideally, if he ends up on that third line, it's a great deal. If he mm-hmm. ends up on that second line, it's a okay deal. It's yeah. teetering on good. I'm with that. Yep. Yep. And the Shattenkirk deal just is a perfect little, hey, we need a third right D. He didn't drown on a horrible Ducks team. Played he over wasn't, 21 minutes a night and did well. Yeah. He wasn't great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But... In, in a protected role with the Bruins, he should be just what you need. And you know what he does really well that we could have used in the playoffs? Uh, doesn't fucking panic. 
the dude will get the puck where it needs to go. It won't be fancy. It won't be clever. He won't create the lane, but he is a simply good defender and can move the puck. That's all I want. You yeah. can argue he's a upgrade over Clifton in the sense of he's a wily, intelligent vet who rarely makes mistakes. Mm-hmm. He's not as dynamic as Clifton. Mm-hmm. But he's also not as what the fuck are you doing as Clifton? See, I, it's a one year deal, so I don't really care necessarily. But like there is obviously some level of concern with a guy who's 35 years old coming in as as a stopgap defenseman or whatever. That said, he's two years removed from playing all 82. And last year he played 75. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got a little banged up in, in 2020 and missed not the whole or not not even half the year but uh but going back to the 2021 uh time frame i don't know exactly how much he played with lindholm but you have to figure that at least some level of familiarity is uh is is a positive because what are the pairings going to be if we still move a grizzlick oh that's a take Grizz- take grizzlick out of the equation Where's your, what's your parents? Like, I don't, it's still too early, obviously, because we don't know if anybody's going to step up or get moved. But at this point, the only defenseman that is going to potentially get moved would be Matt Grizzly. I do feel better about the fact that I don't think he's going to get moved now. It seemed like, it seemed like Sweeney was very adamant about that. Yeah. In his, uh, in his press conference, his, his first day press conference, he said that not the first day of press conference. I think it was a few days before he said that the organization is very confident in Matt Grizzlick. First of all, if the organization is confident in Matt Grizzlick, fucking play him. Yeah. Um, and that he doesn't know where the trade rumors started. And he said, and I quote, I don't know where the trade rumors started. But you may want to look in the mirror as to wh- if you want to see where they started. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He was kind of contentious about that. Yeah, as so he should think, be. Yeah. There's so I, there's some there's absolutely especially after falling out of the playoffs so shittily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's there's definitely some contention with the media mm-hmm. uh, coming out of that front office, that locker room, etc. Right. Um, and some really of it's justified. Away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's some of it's justified, obviously, but it's Boston media, so. Unfortunately, those rumors are going to happen and it doesn't do anything positive for the organization. And also you start that rumor, it makes it sound like we want to get rid of him, and it could change his value and all that bullshit. Like I hate the Boston media for the the level of responsibility that they have on people's feelings towards being here, playing here, working here, etc. But it's unfortunately, it's just part of this town. Yeah. <sighs> sucks. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do feel like Grizzlick is not going anywhere. But if somebody was, it would probably be him. Yeah. Um, Riley, well, we already established Riley's that still you just hanging can on. Move forward. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Forbort's going to go, but that doesn't change the dynamic of what we're actually putting on the ice because Forbort wasn't going to see the ice, regardless. Um, but yeah, I mean, Shankirk, uh, I'm, I'm interested in. I think. I think he's just going to be a good, stable guy. 14 to 16 minutes a night. That's all we're asking. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I I'm, just, I'm good I, with that. Um, yeah. Go ahead. The geeky I, I, deal is... Uh, uh, sorry. Uh, dip, 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 dip. Sorry. <laughs> That's on me. Just in general, like these four deals, 
it's tidy work. It's tidy. I think that's the best way to put it. It's just tidy work. Nice, small, stopgap kind of contracts that get you through to your your bump. So, Van Riemsdyk, Kiki, Shattenkirk, Lucic. Add those salaries up. It's the exact haul replacement. $6 million. I mean... It's five million. Excuse me. I was going to say, outside of the bad <laughs> math, you're right. Yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, and the million left over that we used to sign, uh, five more players. <laughs> so Anthony Richard, uh, Parker Watherspoon, uh, Jason Magna, Luke Toporowski, and Patrick Brown. All of those guys are AHL injury call ups. Things like Toporowski, obviously more of a prospect than the other four. Um, the Patrick Brown one makes no sense to me because I don't know why you would sign him to two years. Uh, Chris just... Wagner replacement. Sure. Captain. Yeah. There it is. Like, good. I, I, that was just a weird, like, I don't know why we did the addition of the year, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only one of those guys I would really like to see play a couple games is Toporowski. Toporowski and Richard. Um, <laughs> fast guy. Fast, very fast, can score in the AHL. Thirty-six goals last year in Laval. See what he can do. Maybe get it. Maybe you know get a few call ups and pot a couple goals. Magna is a defensive. Magna is pure defense. He's probably going to be. He's probably going to be one of the extras. Someone reliable that you could put on the fourth line for a couple of games and not feel like that you're going to get killed. But. Topo, baby. I'm so happy that he got his deal. Yeah, they, they really made us wait on that one. Say that again? They really made us wait on that one. Yeah. I wonder if there were some other offers. And Topo was just waiting. But two years, hmm. 850, 8, 850K, 8 ELC, still an RFA by the time it's over. Waiting for him to take that next step. I'm rooting for him. I know a lot, yeah. of a lot of people are too. He he would be a fan favorite so fast if he could get his feet feet in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Just the way he plays the game, just a rough and tough dude. Rough and tough, tiny, but wrecking ball, downhill, never met a shot he didn't like. And yeah, he's 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 the type of bro he's the type of player that plays like a Bruin. Yeah. I like day it, man. One. I like day one. I really do like day one. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think there's any more left? I mean, there has to be. Yeah. Uh, there's no choice. And, we're well, still missing RFAs. I mean, other than the RFAs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, because we're still missing a true top six center. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can make the Zaka argument, but that still only gets you one. Mm-hmm. Um, if the team, if they're looking at the team, going, we simply cannot fill that hole right now. This year is have to be a retooling year. Then they'll do it. But I really think they're pushing to make this another competitive season, Bergeron or no. So, um, and we're still missing a a guy on the left side. So, kind of what's gotten kind of gotten buried in the lead here, the Lucic uh, press conference. Which, by the way, a lot of fun to hear him be happy to come back home. It does yeah. talk at the heartstrings a little bit. Fucking rooting for him. Yeah. He said that he talked to Monty and Bergeron about re- about rejoining the team. Mm-hmm. He talked to Bergeron. 
I don't know, man. I think there are some tea leaves there about him coming back. Well, sure. I mean, the, the, you can definitely read into that and say, well, there's a real like that is a positive thing. It doesn't make you feel worse about Bergeron coming back. It's definitely not an on ice product thing. There's no way Bergeron's like, oh, I get to play on a line with Lucic. <laughs> well, no, but <laughs> but it's a locker room guy, and, and I, exactly. I know exactly. Uh, it was kind of like when last year, when everyone was kvetching for weeks upon weeks upon weeks of whether or not Bergeron was returning. There was a little tiny story about Bergeron welcoming all the draft picks to Boston. This is kind of what that feels like. Yeah, I, I it did. It, I'm, I would be lying if I said it didn't bolster me a little bit that he was returning. It bolstered um, me in a few ways. <laughs> Okay. Uh, <laughs> that, that'd be cool if the, if Bergeron comes back and he flat out says, I mean, if Luch is coming back, you know I have to. I will sit here and go, Luch is worth it. I don't care what the on ice is worth it. <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll change my tune. I will absolutely change my tune. I've been very vocal about hating hating this contract. I will absolutely turn around. I will flip flop like a politician. And you know what? I will do it with no shame. Well, I don't think you do. I, I think yeah. you do a lot of things without shame, to be honest. I was gonna fair, say. Absolutely fair. That's how I live my life. Didn't know you were even capable of it, honestly. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I have to. I have to act like it, though. <laughs> but, oh man, a lot of weird signings, though, man. A lot of weird signings early on. So, um, which. Which uh, former Bruin do you want to touch on real quick? Connor Clifton signing for 3.33? Good or, for him. Good for him, absolutely. Good for him. Or Dimitri Orloff signing for 7.75. Also good for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Neither one were going to get that type of money from us. Yeah. No. Uh, I, th I like that fit for Clifton. I actually already talked to Jamie, the Sabres fan, about it. Uh, he sees him going right with power. And that is... Not a bad spot for him. No. Uh, Jamie asked for a little scouting report and it told him, I was like, honestly, I've never really been a huge Cliffy guy. Uh, mostly because he never put it 100% together. Uh, he had a very good regular season last year and fell apart in the playoffs, which is the opposite of his MO. Uh, Cliff, good I like what he does, but sometimes when he jumps too much into the offense, uh, like the breakout or whatever and tries to do too much he gets caught with his pants down and it almost always ended up in our net mm. so I, i'm happy that he got that money and i think it's a good spot for him i'm not really terribly upset that he's not here i think we all saw it coming even before the end of last season uh i think the writing was kind of on the wall like that he just didn't have a place here um but good for him uh, more surprised by Orlov's number. Um, at the second most expensive contract by AAV to be given out today uh, mm -hmm. during free agency so far. I'm not saying it's a terrible deal for the organization, but maybe that's just because I don't care if Carolina makes a terrible deal. Um, but good for him. Yeah. Good yeah, for him. Way, Car Carolina became instantly more unlikable by signing Michael Bunting. Yes. So I, th I thought you were going to say by Orlov, but, but yes, bunting going there. It's just, you were just sprinkling gasoline on my fire, basically. Yes. 
there are a couple of fun things about this. First of all, the Orloff deal is actually fine for them. It does make next season really tricky because they are hitting that re-sign everyone year yeah. next year. Uh, and that's going to, that 7.7 is going to be looked at pretty, pretty intensely, but the Canes got better, man. And bunting is a perfect fit for them. Mm-hmm. He really is. I think he adds a whole nother element to that top six. That's going to just make them even more of a pain in the ass. And he's a perfect fit because he is not going to get the calls he deserves, put it in quotations there, you know, the whole everything that happened last year and him being a diving little piece of shit and not getting calls because he's a diving piece of shit. And then Rod the Bod will bitch and whine for the entire game. Like we're going to see meltdowns we haven't seen since the 90s from this guy. It's going to be incredible. He is going to full to throw full tantrums every single time Bunting is on the ice. It's going to be immaculate. I can't get any more erect right now. Like, I'm so excited about how fucking pathetic he's going to look every single game as Bunting doesn't get a call because he decided to trip six feet after the guy's stick was near his skate. Do we just see a man's head explode this year? When- I just think it's possible. Or he's going to get heat stroke because he's going to drool so much that all of his body is just going to dehydrate because he's spitting and drooling and he's screaming at the rest and then boom, just down. I really hope that doesn't happen. I don't dislike Rod the Bot as a person. No injuries wished upon him, but uh, but he's a bitch. Ian, you don't blame him. He didn't didn't get beaten at the conference finals. Yeah, it's crazy. They had the first finals appearance without winning a game in the conference finals or playing a single game in the finals. Just crazy. Isn't that wild? Rod the Bod, everybody. Jesus. No, the the Canes got richer. The rich get richer this offseason. They really did. There's another, but there's an Atlantic team. I want to know what the fuck they're doing. Ooh, ooh. Atlantic team. I I was going to guess. But yeah, I would have gotten to Detroit. Yeah, I don't know what the plan is anymore. <laughs> Neither does I thought Heisman. I knew the Detroit plan. I don't know it anymore. Neither does Heiserman. Fisher, Gossespierre, Comfort, Sprong, Lion, Lion, Hall, Reimer, Clauston. What are you doing? I love the Sprong deal. I love the, the Sprong, Sprong deal's deal. good. There aren't there there are deals here that are good. Sprong, and also to a lesser extent, uh, Gossespierre, and Clauston actually two by two. I'm not a huge fan of Costin Costin as a player, but it's fine. It there's is upside it is. there. There's like there's, there's like a there. real upside there. But, uh, uh, signing two more goalies again. Yeah. Reimer <laughs> and Lyon? You can't find someone to man the pipes, dude. Man the pipes. Man the pipes. Man the pipes. So there are good deals in there, but the comfort deal makes you just What? Mm-hmm. Thomas, any, any any teams that you see some of these signings and are going, what the fuck are they? What the fuck is this team doing? No, uh, to be honest, I'm not really paying too much attention to anybody else other than our team right now. Okay. Uh, I've been very focused on what we're doing, and because I'm not necessarily in love with our our ability to have this off season, uh, I've been trying to emotionally disconnect as much as possible. Um, Fair. Uh, look, I've, I already said it earlier in the podcast. I, I am starting to see this season for what it may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if it's a nostalgia tour and we get Bergeron back for just one more year, um, that's that's just what it's going to be. It's just going to be a nostalgia tour. And maybe we sneak into the playoffs. Maybe we get hot. Look, we, we've seen 
Florida do it last year. Florida was the best team in hockey two years ago and got knocked out in the first round and came back and was the hottest team in the playoffs. If it wasn't for a 10-day gap, they win that cup, in my opinion. Wow. Wow. So if, if we can somehow put it together and be Florida this year, awesome. That's best-case scenario for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that back said, to dark horse. yes, 100%. And you know what? I like that. Mm-hmm. It's not, it, look, last season, the regular season, don't get me wrong, was f- one of the most fun seasons I've ever had as a hockey fan. Mm-hmm. To watch your team be that fucking good, and it, it, it almost be laughable some nights with how good they were. I I don't know if, I mean, it's not possible. We, we, they just had the best regular season in NHL history. They're not going to, they're not going to do that again. Um, but this, this changes the dynamic of how we're going to watch this team. And it's exciting because sometimes it's fun to just have to fight for it. We're going to get to see Monty uh, really have to coach. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to see certain players really step up. You know, like this is going to be an absolute test. And we're going to see some young guys get some actual NHL time. Yeah. Um, I do have to share with you guys... Uh, one of my focuses and what's pulled me away from really diving into every team's free agency is is the looming question of Bergeron. Uh, and last night, uh, out with the wife, having drinks and seeing that on TV, et cetera, et cetera, uh, she asked me if I thought Bergeron was coming back. And I- I'm still leaning towards no, but I kind of put a reason to it last night uh, b- because I knew she would understand. And they have a baby on the way. It'll be their fourth kid. He hasn't been there for a full, you know, like he hasn't been there through everything. He's been on the road and playing games and stuff like that. He's missed out on some time. A lot, all these players and professional athletes and entertainers, you miss out on a lot of time with your family. And I, part of me kind of hopes he doesn't come back because I don't think there's a cup chance in the same way as even last year was. And that's Mm -hmm. before we got to watch the season unfold. Um, but part of me kind of wants to just see the guy enjoy being a, a dad and have one more chance, one more kick at the can to to enjoy a small kid because I've got a three-year-old and every day I wish I can roll back the clock and have a, a real tiny again. You know what I mean? So it's, I don't know. There's a, like a family aspect because he's such a fucking beautiful human being. I kind of I kind of want that for him. I thought winning a six Selkie having the best regular season ever. I thought he went out about as good as you could. He went out as a warrior, dude. Like the dude should not have been playing, but he he got his ass in those games. Um I don't know if he has anything left to give. That said, he did just have a selkie year and maybe there's a little bit left in the tank. Uh but if he walks, I'm going to feel happy for him. I'll be sad that my favorite player ever isn't there anymore. Uh, and that's going to be a huge adjustment, just like it was not seeing David Ortiz playing or or f- fucking Jesus. Uh, yeah, not seeing Jesus. Mm-hmm. When Jesus stepped out. <laughs> Johnny Damon? <laughs> no, I'll edit that out for you. Uh, since you're uh, there is no God. There is no God. <laughs> there is no God. But like you, you see one of your favorite players walk away. It's a bummer. There's a gap. But uh, I, I'm not gonna feel, uh, I'm not gonna feel negative t- towards uh, Bergeron. I'll actually be happy for him. 
Yeah, so, that's the biggest. That. That's the biggest story for me for the off season, especially because, like I said, like the team has been very clear that this is a year for nostalgia, a year to throw it back, a year to kind of reminisce and and all that stuff. Seeing some old logos, and I'm sure we're going to see so many fan like programs with the arena and possible jerseys. The merch is going to be absolutely out of control this year. Does that strengthen the case that he might come back though? It doesn't strengthen it. It would make sense. And, uh, it would give us all one more opportunity to get as much burrs around shit as we can. Mm -hmm. Um, it doesn't strengthen the case to me though. Like, I don't think he's thinking of that. I genuinely think he, if he's going to make the decision to come back and play, it's because he thinks he can do it. Do you think the front office knows? Part of me says yes right now. I think they have a better indication uh, than we do, certainly, as we're just fans. Um, I don't think they know for sure, but I think they have a better percentage chance. Mm-hmm. I am glad that the decision didn't come this weekend. Right. Ian, I think you mentioned something about you felt it coming or was he, he had mentioned uh, he had mentioned by july yeah. yeah so so here we are i don't know um, that 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 lucic press conference really did really did give me hope he's coming back like more hope than i than i had even a couple weeks ago and i've been saying and i've been saying i think he comes back but i think now it's just there's there's more tea leaves being added. There's more tea leaves to read. And Thomas, I completely understand that was a very, a very, very powerful sentiment by you. And that's spoken from the heart of a father. Mm. Um, but there's also, you know. Look, I, just don't I know he they... loves Lucic just as yes. much as we do uh, yes. for what he was and what he... He was a part of the cup team. You, that's family to Bergeron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Lucic as a player moves the needle one iota for, for Bergeron coming back or not. So I, and you whether, may very well whether, be right. And you may very well Luch be right. Whatever says in a, in, a, in a fucking video that he records on his phone or says at a press conference or whatever, like I don't think that has any bearing on Bergeron actually coming back. If it was somebody like fucking Austin Matthews coming to town, yeah, Bergeron probably is going to be affected with his decision on that. But bringing back a, a shadow of a former player is not going to keep Bergeron around for a year. If he comes back, it's because he thinks he can contribute or knows he can contribute and thinks that there's something left in the tank for the entire team. I don't think he is going to come back uh, if he doesn't think this team is at least capable of getting to the playoffs and he's able to physically get to the playoffs. You know, sometimes the physically get to the playoffs, I totally agree. But I do sometimes think we underrate how fucking hard it is to walk away from the game, whether the team is winning or losing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's really, that's that's got to be part of his decision too, of just yeah. leaving behind his career and his life. For, I just, for certain I, players, certainly, and I think he's probably along those lines. Yeah, I just I don't think it's all about is this team going to be a true cup contender or is it him just saying, am I actually ready to leave this all behind? Mm-hmm. God, it's a hard decision, year, man. Think about what last year was. I think about some of the parading in the the pageantry surrounding Bergeron last year with the 
uh, presentations and his kids on the bench and his wife out on the ice and some of those acknowledgements. Does does a captain of a team that has a goal in mind allow that to happen and allow him to be a little bit celebrated more than he ever had been before? Does a captain like Bergeron allow that to be happening if he didn't think it was the last chance for those things to happen? Think about that. Minds do change between January and July. Absolutely. But has this team done anything this offseason so far? Granted, we're 48 hours into it. Have they done anything to persuade you one way or the other? If I'm Bergeron? Maybe not. But as Ian said, don't underestimate the power of this. This is also my family. Mm -hmm. This is also... You know, I've been here for almost 20 years. This will be 20 years if he, if he, if he, if he laces them up again here, it'll be 20 years yeah. this year. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not years. saying that wow. I don't want him here. I'm certainly not saying that I don't want him here. Right. Oh, no, uh, no, 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 no. And I don't think that, I, I don't think that could possibly be construed as such. Yeah. If it, if it was me in that situation, uh, and I'm sure he's not nearly the pessimist that I can be, but. Mm-hmm. If it was me in that situation, you are, bud. I would be content with, I'd be content with walking away. Um, he's been so banged up, and he still comes back. He's a warrior. Uh, he's just—he's my favorite player. Period. Like maybe across all sports, he might be one of my favorite players. Him, and I would say Pedroia were probably the two guys that I just wanted nothing but watching them fucking forever on these teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's Pedroia got it taken away from him, uh, and that sucks. And there's a huge, there's a just a nasty feeling in my stomach knowing we could have watched him for a few more years and one more World Series or or whatever. With with Bergeron at the end of every season, you hear how banged up he was and what he was battling through, and it's just like, man, I fucking respect that dude so much. He's not being forced out. It is his decision, and ultimately, that's all that matters. Yeah. If he if he wants to play, this team will pay him whatever for the rest of time. Right. Exactly. Uh, and and I think just like with Char and stuff like that, I don't think he disappears from Boston, but he's a quiet, private guy. Mm-hmm. You know. So I, I think he'll be an ambassadorial role. But if everybody who's saying, "Oh, uh, he should be president or coach or GM no, or whatever," no, no, I don't, I don't think that's him. Front office. I don't no, think that's I don't, him. I don't see that at all. Ugh. The I like how we just awesome. went down that rabbit hole there. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's the biggest off-season story. Period. No, it is. It is, and I'm glad we did. And I'm, 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 I'm glad we did get that. Get that. Um insight from you thomas because well, again, i haven't talked to my uh therapist in almost a month so i had to get it out somewhere right <laughs> i'm sure she was tired of hearing it patrice bergeron i'm gonna i'm gonna leave that alone but um <laughs> just well you have a perspective that neither of us do that neither ian or i do you no, my my perspective is not unique i'm Your not perspective I'm is not unique to this a, to yeah, this dynamic maybe but like, look, I, everybody has family. Everybody has emotions and stuff like that. I'm just pointing out maybe one of the reasons that I'll justify it if he walks away and and reason I'll be happy for him. Um, he's got beautiful kids, gorgeous wife, 
He's handsome as all fuck. He's rich. He had a great career. I wouldn't kick one him fucking team, which how often does that happen anymore? It doesn't. He's a fucking legend. Mm-hmm. He can do whatever he wants. Exactly. Including any one of us. Yes. Burn down my house. Just just sign something for me. Just step on me and call <laughs> me scum. Yeah. Anyway. Scummed. <laughs> Moving on. What do, we, what do we want to do now? Can I can I bring up a couple specific free agency deals I thought were funny? Please do. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. So the Islanders. Uh, <laughs> Lou Lamorello signed uh, these deals specifically because he doesn't have to deal with them. He's literally saying "fuck the next guy." Yeah. That's all he's doing. <laughs> and look, they're small. The, the I Sorokin. The Sorokin eight by eight, eight two point two five, whatever it is. That's a great deal. Whatever it's, it's might be end up being the best goalie in the league in the next couple of years. Like that's mm-hmm. great. If he's not already great. there, but seven year deals for both Scott Mayfield and Pierre Engvall. What? Four years for Semyon Varlamov. Like none of these are guys that you want for more than the next three years at most well the only one that i can defend is Simeon varlamov and the defense i have for it is not a good one him and yeah. sorokin are best friends and this mm-hmm. keeps him happy i am so sick of the but they're friends yeah no I, no I no sound like, bitter like, that's, from this, that's what the that's what the organization's thinking I'm so sick of it i'm but so sick of it who gives pierre engvall seven years literally yeah that's it yeah, that's, that's it, it. That's it. Who gives Scott Scott Mayfield, who is a very good defenseman, seven years? Chirelli. There are twenty to twenty-five players in this Fair. league. Yeah, <laughs> there are twenty to twenty-five players in this league that are worth more than a five or six-year deal. Yeah, they. Engvall sure shit ain't. They one are of them. not those guys. They're <laughs> not. They're not him. So. Uh, Good, what good, a, for, good for them. Good for them. That's the theme of free agency. You know what? Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> you know who else had a good for them deal? Corpusalo. What was the deal? Four, I didn't see it. Five years, four million a year. Okay. I'm, I'm okay with the money, but five years is a weird... You don't give term to goalies like no. that where you're just not sure. I like Corpusalo too, but he was not Are good. Are you good with four mil? I, I if there was sense. just a two year for four mil each yeah. year, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, all right. Corpusalo did a great job in LA once he was traded. Yeah. Yes. However, he priced himself out of LA because LA then turned around and gave one year, one mil to Talbot, one year and one year, 875K to Big Save Dave. I do love a little Big Save Dave. <laughs> Which means that. Between three goaltenders, Phoenix Copley, David Riddich, and Cam Talbot, the LA Kings are spending $2.9 million. <laughs> Great value, I guess. Mm-hmm. But Corpus I, I mean, getting five years is, is something. It's five years, and, yeah. and look, $4 million is about the most you're going to give to a guy in that situation, but good for him. Good for him. Good um, for him. I'm not. That's the name of his title. Good for him. Terribly, I'm not offended by the money because it's mm-hmm. kind of where we're at. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing offensive is he doesn't. He's not a starter. Do they yeah. view him, You have to be viewing him as a starter if you're going to yeah. give him that length of time. 
So in that aspect, that's why I could say that the money makes sense. But like, I don't know if he's ever played 30, 40 games a season. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it, you want to be offended? I'll, 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 I'll offend you. I'm offended by quick going to the Rangers. I, that's, that's offensive. Not... I got one that's more offensive. That's his childhood team. Yeah. Anaheim. Alex Killorn. <laughs> four years. $6.25 million a year. Does Bertuzzi sign that contract? I mean, yes. <laughs> I bet he would have. Yeah. So that's that's surprising because I'd rather give Bertuzzi that money. But holy, Kalorn uh, had a shooting percentage bender last year, mm-hmm. and he's and they're banking on that twenty seven goals last year. That's Yikes. not that deal is going to age poorly. Mm-hmm. By the way, Corpusalo did play 37 games one season. That was five years ago. Wow. He's had a lot of injuries, huh? Yeah. Last yeah. The last three years total, 55 games. No, 51 games. Oh. Total in the last three seasons. Otto was desperate, Otto was desperate to solidify their goaltending. Yeah. Four million dollars. Yeah, no, good for him. But yep. good, good for him. A lot of for him here. Look, honestly, it's not a bad spot for him because it's way less pressure. And maybe he plays, maybe if he stays healthy, maybe he does play 50 games next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see. That would be great for him. I wouldn't, I wouldn't for get $4 million dollars out of bed. Great for him. Great. Just great for him. Mm-hmm. This is so fun. I'm really enjoying this. Yeah. <laughs> is there any, I'm looking here? for any more good for like him. Like offensive him. shit. Yeah. Let's I find found some... two of them. I found two of them. Ryan O'Reilly, four years, four point five mil. Mm-hmm. It's it's not the end of the world for me. That one's not offensive. Offensive. It's too many years though. Luke Shen, three years, two point seven five mil. If Good you want to, if you want to go that right route, uh, who was it? Yeah, Miles Wood, six years, two point seven five mil. Good for him. Good for him. That's three years too long. Good for him. Oh my god, Garnet Hathaway, rip. Two years, two point three seven five. We got priced out. We expected it. Yep. Yep. Oh no, no, no! Feel bad for him going to Philly, but I got, I got the best good for him. Tristan Jari, five years, five point three mil. What? A weird decision after he had been so inconsistent the past couple of years. Yeah. And injured, injury prone. Five years, five point three million. Which, if. The draft scuttlebutt is anything to be believed. This is a panic pivot because an Olmark deal fell through. Okay. Um, God, I have a hard time believing that one, honestly. Hang on. There is a... There is a uh, the Bruins and Penguins were apparently in talks, and it got far enough where the Bruins interviewed who they would have taken with the pick last second at the draft at, on draft day wow. in Nashville named Oliver Wood. Oliver Moore, excuse me. I was going to say, I thought Oliver Moore was the guy we really wanted. No, no, yeah. Oliver Wood, Oliver Wood is a, is a bass player for a band I like called the Wood Brothers, but Oliver Moore, his name's Oliver Moore. <laughs> By the way, fun fact about Andrew, there you go. <laughs> but that tells me it was far enough along where they interviewed the guy. Because there was no way he was he was surviving till checks notes here pick ninety two, hmm. But it fell through for whatever reason, and Dubis had to pivot and give Jari five million 
That's not great. <laughs> That's not great. That's and his true. backup is Nedeljkovic. Uh, mm. Needle moving. Mm. What's, your, uh, what's your biggest takeaway from the draft? Um... That's a uh, <laughs> depression. That's, that, 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 that's a good transition. My biggest takeaway is probably I don't. I'm not sure any of these any of these guys play in the NHL except maybe one. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of those drafts. We, you know how sometimes it's a fifth or sixth round pick or a fourth or third round pick where you just go, this guy has it. He might make it. Like there's a re- Lock Mills was one of those guys for me. That's like your just. Boy. Everything about him, his highlight reels, the scouting reports, everything. I was like, this guy has enough pieces to be a true NHL player. Can he get there? None of these players I get that feeling about. Maybe, maybe Beckett Hendrickson. I knew you were going to say Hendrickson, too. Maybe. He has the highest ceiling, maybe. And probably the highest floor, too. Yeah. Although the most fun pick, well, let's talk about Beckett Hendrickson first. You go, you you do that, and then I'll go talk about the most fun pick. Okay, so a little bit of a scouting report. Uh, son of Darby Hendrickson. If you are a old old Minnesota Wild fan, you know who that is. First captain in Minnesota Wild history. Fun fact. Um, two way player. Uh, always, always, indeed, always looking for turnovers. Always looking for a shot. Good skating. Good shooting. It's one of those picks that every scouting report you read is like, does everything well, but doesn't have one standout skill. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a lot of these picks when it comes to this part of the draft, pick 124. Um, but he was number 67 in central scouting, which is pretty good value. And uh, there is tools there for a solid bottom six forward in the NHL. But Unfortunately, when you're looking at some of these draft picks, looking at some of these scouting reports, that's the ceiling. Yeah. Does he make it? Who knows? But he's got a good foundation. He might make it, but he's the only one that might make it. The rest of them, Chris Pelosi, hard worker, probably doesn't have the skating skating long term. Uh, Ryan Walsh, great shot, double overager, kind of feasted on underage competition. Um, 16, 17 year olds playing as a 20 year old that kind of will skew the numbers a little bit. Um, which one was the pick that you liked out of the two seventh rounders? Because I have a feeling I know which one you're going to go with. Oh, I, I'm not going to say I liked the pick, it's just the really fun one. The really fun, the better pick is the one you're going to talk about. The really fun one is the Polish defenseman Kostadinsky, who is 6'6", 220 at 18 years old. Yes. <laughs> he's just, he's, what do they call the, the, the purple people eaters? Like, that's what he is. Yeah. He yeah. is a human being deleter. Like, that's what he absolutely I was like, oh, is. I, I was looking through it. I was trying to find some highlights because you couldn't really find many draft picks. Uh, graphics excuse me highlights about him like and many scouting reports about him but there were a few highlights and every highlight i saw was him murdering children on the ice and almost half of them were charges like (laughs) do you want to talk about skating ability the dude can't turn but he can go forward and if you're in his way well we'll send the casket to your parents man like i don't know what to tell you like six six two twenty We're basically describing an 80s pro wrestling villain at that point. Right. 6'6", 220 at 18 years old. 
you fucking wonderful man like he will never touch touch north american ice but yeah. fuck i hope he does yeah him and jackson edward third pair just killing men killing them uh yeah i'm telling you you bring back 80s hockey this guy got drafted a couple rounds higher yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man no that that i i love that 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 was like my favorite my favorite part. i'm like i can't really find anything of him and then somebody posted a few videos i was like oh should i be watching this on the pick i looked at it and i went Oh, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. 220? <laughs> like, that was my He's initial. still growing, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Watch his growth spurt. He comes into development camp next year, 6'9". Yeah. Oh, man. Just nine, gorgeous. Uh, <laughs> he is. He's in the development camp. He so is. We're gonna get I will to be watch seeing him, him this week. Nice. Yep. Uh, oh, is that this week? Yep. July 4th, I'm going. Yeah. It's, nice. Uh, it, the offseason's full swing now, man. Mm-hmm. Can we real quick before we get away from this this draft though? You do got to talk about the other seventh rounder, just Casper because he Nason. has that one skill. Casper Nason, um, everything everything about him is a five to six year project. Six foot five, two hundred and fifteen pound right wing, mm -hmm. NHL shot right, right now. Right wing, by the way, six five right wing. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Uh, he has Fulton an NHL Reed, shot right now. Yeah, he's Fulton Reed. He doesn't. He has no other immeasurables other than blasting pucks into trunks in alleys. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Accurate. Yeah. Badass name though. Casper Nassen is a fucking badass name. Yep. Yep. Obviously, yep. I'm a little bit biased because he's Swedish, but fuck. Large Swedish child. Yes. <laughs> I love I love the de descriptions that we have on this uh, itinerary. It's great. Yeah, it's good stuff. My biggest takeaway from the draft was probably uh Did you guys catch the uh like the man on the street interview? Oh, with Kyle, with Kyle Davidson? Davidson? Yeah. Yep. It almost made the Blackhawks likable for about 4 minutes. I felt really <laughs> gross, but yeah. that shit was Did you take a shower afterwards? <laughs> No, no, I jumped in a pool though. Oh, close enough. Um, it's basically it's a summer shower. Yep. Um, probably, probably the the biggest thing that I actually enjoyed from the draft all weekend. Mm -hmm. um, that shit was great. If anybody hasn't seen it, please jump online and just type in uh, Kyle Davidson interview, and it'll pop yeah. up. His, that was uh, that. That was fun. Yeah, Kyle from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was great. Literally the only likable thing about the Blackhawks week. Um, speaking of which, um, that kid that they drafted who looks pretty good, uh, did he not look like the most terrified, unsatisfied human being ever? Uh, I, the, the Bedard kid? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he looked like... If that's like, how you pronounce it, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Bedard? Bedard. He looked like there was, there was somebody holding a crossbow just out of, just mm -hmm. out of shot mm -hmm. at him. Smile, motherfucker. Yeah. That's it. You know, there was a weapon pointed at him. Yeah. He's, he's putting on the, he's putting on the hat and he's just like, he's like, uh, yeah, I'm a no. And my buddy, who's not a big hockey fan, he's like, why does he look like he has his butthole clenched? <laughs> and then I laughed and then immediately I was like, oh, I shouldn't be laughing at that. And then I had to describe the sexual assault stuff going on in that organization. And it, the conversation got real dark real quick, but. Bedard did not look at all confident or happy. No. Uh, but maybe that's just his face. He looked fucking terrified. His eyes are huge and 
There's good drugs in Nashville. Maybe my favorite part. Yeah. My favorite part of all of this was was people was like number one draft pick. Oh, he looks really small. He's 17. Yeah. Yeah, like, right. Immigrant. <laughs> like, calm down. Please yeah. calm down. Ugh. <laughs> but we didn't have any weird highlights from this draft. Um well, last we didn't year really have when, much of a draft. <laughs> yeah. But, but I mean we didn't we didn't have any moments like last year when that uh Phoenix picks uh parents were just basically banging in the crowd. Yeah, that was so fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> you I don't know what I expected. <laughs> I don't know what I expected from you. No, just God watching the watching it. the kid just look up and see his parents just basically yeah, he was, and he was each so other. smiling and he was just like this is you should see what happens at poolside when I have friends over. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Voicemail time. Oh my god. Is that what the transition was? That's the transition right there. Yo, what up, fam? This is Chompy Pot. And uh, I guess this one's more for Andrew than anything, but... Milan Lucci! It's fine, Milan Lucci! They just signed a dude who is just gonna like cross check people and like be mean and like, I don't know, play Neanderthal hockey for 900k on your fourth line. Cool, I guess. Fucking Milan Lucic at this point in his career is like Ganondorf from Smash Brothers. Oh, he'll hit you if he can fucking catch you. <laughs> My word, man. These are, these are the same people who brought you Derek Forborn for three years, $3 million, who might still be on this roster in 2023? Yeah. Yeah, that's your Boston Bruins management team, baby. Woo! Oh, you know what? At least Jack Edwards is going to have a four-hour erection every night up in that booth. So we can hang our hats on that at least. Go <laughs> Go bees! Uh, oh, Johnny. That, that was Wednesday at about 10 p.m. So, for yeah. those of you who don't know, the backstory there is Andrew in every place that he could say it was talking about how we weren't signing Lucic, <laughs> how it would be a terrible idea, how there's no fucking way. And there are there is an army of people right now dunking on Andrew for this one. <laughs> Not and even you know because what? they're glad we signed him, just and because you know they what? get the chance. Yeah, and you know what? Look, they have every right to dunk on me for. You have taken because it like a champ, my brother. I, I had this weird, like, notion that the team that I root for wasn't going to do the stupid thing. <laughs> oh, well, that's on you. That is on me wholesale, guys. And oh. I take full responsibility, credit to me. <laughs> but, Jombie, I love you. But part of loving someone is hating them when they're being an asshole, so I hate you right now. No, no, I love, I love you, John B. I love, I love you to pieces. every bit of that phone call. Here's another oh, one. I do too. I do too. I love it too. And you know what? He has every right to scream and 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 laugh and go it. And I have every right to eat all of the humble pie um, because, again, fuck me for putting faith in that. Mm -hmm. 
Man, oh man. You ready for another one? I'm not sure, but do it anyway. <laughs> What's going on, guys? It's Zach T calling in. Uh, it's been a while. I've been uh, pretty busy, but finally calling back in and, and giving you guys um, a couple of, of questions. My first one is, what the fuck is Pittsburgh doing? Why the hell would they trade for Riley Smith, a 32-year-old winger? Don't they realize that they should be getting younger, not older? I mean, that is, it is, I'm baffled. I'm baffled they would trade for a 32-year-old when pretty much everybody on that team is older, older than the age of 30. It's ridiculous. I'm, I'm so confused. Someone please explain to me why the hell they're doing that. But, yeah. This draft sucks. We only have a third round pick. There's not much up for him to talk about right now, but other than that, you know, it is what it is. Anyways, hope you guys are having a good weekend. Right, go bees. Go bees. Go bees. I can answer this question. Give it. Because Rod Hextall fucking gutted this bottom six. Mm-hmm. And Kyle Dubas is trying to fix it on the fly. Yeah. Done. The the Dubas boner for Riley Smith is interesting, but hey, uh, just so you're aware, Zach, 32 is not old. Hello again, it's Vince the Den, and I'm just wondering, you know, uh, in the wake of all these signing things, I've heard some people uh, say that we can't necessarily trust our young guys is just yet. Uh, when I ask why, uh, why are we doing all this instead of uh, signing Bertuzzi? And I want to know, when do we start trusting the young guys? Because, as you know, Merkelov just put up the second most points in the AHL, only being beat out by two points by Ty Cartier, at least among rookies. Is Cartier immediately after afterwards goes to the, goes to Seattle and puts up three and two for five and ten in the playoffs? And I'm just wondering, when can we start trusting guys like Merkelov, Beecher, and and in the sort because we seem to be able to trust our young players and prospects a lot slower than in other teams do i just want to know your guys thoughts and uh as always go bees go bees i think part of that was cassidy um when he was here uh in this past year we didn't really have a lot of opportunity and space for some of the young kids because this team was fucking loaded last year. This team was fucking. Yeah, this team was literally fucking. Uh, so I think to answer your question, dude, is uh, I, I totally get your point, but I think we do see it more this year out of necessity, uh, whereas last year it just uh, it was less possible. If that does that make sense to you guys? Sure. Yeah. Um, we it, and also part of this too is that we have been able to afford the luxury of letting a lot of these prospects overcook. Yeah, we're getting to we're we're, we're getting to the end of that timeline at this point. So now we're really going to get to see what that holds. I think that's the I think that's one of the bigger ones. It's an or, or the organiza- big organizational philosophy is that you know a lot of these prospects are. We're getting to develop for four or five years. There are a lot of projects that are now coming to the end or are going to be coming to the AHL pretty soon. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see. I mean, and there's more gonna... room in the AHL now because a couple of guys have left. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Wagner going to uh, Colorado is pretty good for him. Mm-hmm. Ashan also going to Colorado. That's right. Yeah. And I like Ashan. Yep. Sorry, Dan Mama. I actually enjoyed him. But, mm-hmm. um, I think that's a really great question because it doesn't have a great answer. Yeah. 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 And I think there's a part of the young guys aren't that good. Yeah. Right? They haven't shown enough. Merkulov, obviously, you'd go, want to get some time up here. Steen, you'd like to give a real run. McLaughlin, I mean, there's a couple names, right? But there's also, I think you can also look at Sweeney and go, and you keep filling up the ranks with these guys. These one-offs, like, yeah, maybe leave two slots open. Maybe don't sign a Lucic and allow Lauko to just take over that role and see how he does. Like... I think there's some real criticism that you can have towards the front office of how they're handling getting these guys an opportunity. Because coaches do feel, as one of you mentioned earlier, coaches do feel like they should play the veterans. It's hard for some of the coaches to push a guy out, especially when his cap hit is going to hit anyway. Right. It's And yeah, it fails to become a meritocracy. Because there, there is that argument. Well, if Ch- if Lauko can't, if you think that Lucic is as cooked as he is, if Lauko can't beat him out, you know that's that's an indictment on Lauko. It doesn't matter. Even if Lauko comes in and just absolutely kills it, you know, the vets are still going to play. Well, someone like Lucic is still going to play because of his standing. It's just how a lot of these coaches operate, and it kind of sucks, but it is what it is. We do have one more voicemail, and I do have a DM that we're going to get to. Uh, I just want to point out before I play this, uh, it starts with the phrase, Hey, shorties, and Andrew, I fucking hate. I shorties. <laughs> At the beginning of, of all, the last episode, it's so brutal, and I have to leave all, it in. <laughs> first of all, if you're going if, if to give me shit for that, you have to pronounce it correctly. It's not shorties. It's I shorties. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm gonna. I'm. I think I'm just gonna off myself now. That's yeah. that was enough for me. <laughs> Holy shit. Here's a call from our boy Tony. Hey shorties. Yeah. You man. Damn it. Soon. Just want to call and say, uh, really hoping uh, Bergeron signs on for one more year. I know it's. Uh, I know it's kind of hard and more painful each as each season goes, but. I can't even just do one more year when this next upcoming season is the Bruins centennial. I cannot be there for that. And uh, especially after winning a six Selkie, he could possibly win a seventh if he plays again. He'd also be there for, uh, most likely be there for his best buddy, Brad Martian's 1000th game. That would also, it would be amazing for him to be there for that. So I'm really hoping he signs again. Yeah, I was wondering if you guys thought those might be uh, factors that might keep him for another year. Also, I want to I want to uh, say that I just closed on a house. I'm finally a home homeowner now, and I've got my spot set up in the basement for my man cave. And I'm looking to set up a Bruins themed man or fan cave, you could call it. And I was wondering if you guys have done something like that before, and if you if you have, uh, you could shoot me any good ideas or any advice on how to set it up. Really appreciate everything you guys do. Keep up the good work. Short shift for life. Short shift for life. Uh, love that last question. Do you guys, I've already talked about Bergeron enough on this podcast. Do you guys want to chime in on that? I genuinely didn't think about the Marshan thing. Neither did I. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. Yep. Yep. 
Uh, I don't think he needs to play for them to be there for that night. So I'll, I'll just leave it at that. All right, fine. Just poke a hole in it immediately. Damn. All right. You just, you just, diff- just take the air out of the balloon. God yeah, damn. Yeah, it's dude. fun, Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Man Cave, I feel like this question needs to go to Ian first because uh, whether you have seen it or not, you need to jump on his channel because you will see the background uh, of the room. I'm, I don't know if it's your bedroom or office or, or what it is. I would like to think it's your bedroom and your your bed that you share with your adorable girlfriend is five feet from you and she has to stare at those jerseys all the time. Uh, but Ian has himself a fan cave with a wall full of thousands of dollars of jerseys. So jerseys are the best decoration, clearly. That's just a default. That's science. <laughs> Mini fridges, way underrated. You gotta have one. Yep. I don't have one in here. I wish I had one constantly. I'm with that. Um, and it, like, just generally, don't piecemeal it like I am. Have a plan. Because I keep thinking of different stuff I want to do. I spend too much money looking into it and grabbing stuff for it. And it doesn't work out. Have a plan. That's my best advice. I'm good with that. Um, that's good. Um, I don't really get a man cave. <laughs> Andrew records so, from a closet. I record from a oh. closet because it's the only place that gets good sound. Yep. So, Thomas, what Amongst about you? Amongst other reasons. Uh, I mean, it's I don't have, I don't, I don't never post anything with it, but I have a couple of flags. I'm a big flag guy. Um, I've got a Providence flag. I've got two Bruins flags. And then I have a, I think it's a 10-foot banner uh, that says Boston Bruins across it. Uh that I got to put up on the fence if we ever do the uh, the frozen drink in the backyard again. Um, other than that, I don't really often display jerseys unless it's like the week I'm going to a game. I'll like lay it out to kind of remind myself. Um, so that said, I have a couple of jerseys to my right. Um, I did just build a uh, like a cubby shelf in uh, the office upstairs. Uh, for me and the kid, uh, we've gotten a couple of pucks at games, like Quinnipiac games and uh, Hartford games here. And then we have a bunch of foul balls from the uh, local teams here. So we started kind of displaying those um, pucks and balls up there. So it's like that's that's kind of where I started. Uh, I do have a couple of framed pictures of like a sketch of Fenway Park, a sketch of the old garden. Uh, and none of those are up right now, but like they're like cool black and white things. And uh, if I can just convince grace that it's cool to have up then those would be up as well uh but but yeah that's kind of where i'm at i i like more straightforward like merchandise stuff uh and and like i said i'm a big flag guy thomas nystrom big flag guy big, big flag guy big flag guy bye <laughs> um dm let me pull it up real quick uh this okay. came through like right as we started recording uh, this is from James on Twitter at Wage Domain. Oh, James, uh, I love that guy. Yeah, he's a good dude. Uh, he said, "Didn't know where else to ask, but can you talk about the Bru- <laughs> How the Bruins seem to be taunting Mike Riley. The AHL Bruins Instagram account thanked him for his service, not the Bruins, and where he played more games. That seems to be something going on behind the scenes. No. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm <laughs> fine with it." <laughs> I mean, he handled his demotion terribly. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm trying to keep respectful with how I describe this, but terribly. He pouted. 
and he bitched about it mm-hmm. and he and took shifts off and yep. took shifts off took games off yeah he quit he he quiet quit he quiet mm-hmm. quit straight up and florida just signed him to a one-year one million dollar deal yep and you know what good, good for, for him. him good for him good for him uh, <laughs> it, it does suck like he was he's 28 29 years old feels he can play and I, I feel like we've said this on the podcast before like feels like he could play and he can contribute he didn't have a place last year and you know what the dem- the demotion itself didn't have to be for the rest of the season but his attitude kind of cemented that it would be for the entire season his so, attitude told the organization all um, they needed to know all they needed to know um, so it's, I'm fine with, uh, the Boston Bruins not saying anything about him moving and Providence saying it because sir, you are a Providence Bruin. <laughs> Mike yeah. Riley is a Providence um, Bruin. Mike Riley is a Providence Bruin. Well, now he's a Florida Panther and, uh, good luck. Yeah. And good for him. Uh, but yeah, I did, I, I kind of liked that, uh, that DM. So I wanted to make sure that it got on. So, so thank mm-hmm. you, James, for that. Uh, I, there might be a level of taunting and you know what? fine with it mm-hmm. little gamesmanship i'm good with yeah uh i don't think i got anything else mm-hmm. you boys you boys have any uh closing thoughts oh i sure as hell do mm-hmm. it's the fourth of july try not to blow up your fucking hand mm-hmm. guys seriously every fucking year <laughs> This shit happens to people. It's a fun holiday. Be safe. Don't be assholes. Anyway, yeah. I hate this time of year, man. I hate the fireworks. I hate everything about it. That's because you have dogs. It's not even just the dogs. It's my neighbors do fireworks till like four in the morning for Mm -hmm. the six days leading up to July 4th, Mm -hmm. which is super fun. Yeah. Uh, And also, look, I know the holiday itself, what it stands for, great. I don't enjoy July 4th parties. I just don't. Yeah. It's, they're just, they're not fun to me. I I'm don't know. I'm going to the beach. I'm like, I'm not doing anything specific for it. So but the beach is a beach. nightmare on yeah. July 4th. No, it will. I don't want to over, overshare here, but, um, we've got friends who have like a, maybe a private thing. Oh, 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 oh. So we're going to do, do that. I just, so I don't have to deal with crowds. Thomas is going to a party. swingers party. Yes. Right. Yes. yes. Does Grace know? Uh, Grace will be there. It was Grace's idea. My mom's going to be there. <laughs> um, oh, God. <laughs> I take yeah, back what I said. I'm, I'm no, with you, you don't. on the, uh, yeah. <laughs> now Ian wants to go. Um, I'm kind of with you. Yeah, I wasn't going to uh, say it about your wife, but your mom. <laughs> uh, I'm not a big fan of the fireworks for one reason, and that is because everybody stocks up, and for the next month in my town, people will set off fireworks, and that's all well and good, but then everybody has to jump on the fucking local Facebook page and be like, did anybody hear that? Was was that fireworks or gunshots? Was that fireworks or gunshots? Like, Jesus. shut Living oh. in Lowell, you have no idea how many times I have to have that discussion with it's myself. It's year round. It's year round. Yes, correct. <laughs> uh, my dog Most also of the time, don't give a fuck about fireworks. fireworks, so it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> um, I do have a little bit of a uh, little bit of news. Okay, I'm gonna I'm going to be celebrating July Fourth the way our forefathers intended by watching Canada's game at Warrior Rice Arena with a bunch of <laughs> prospects. Nice. 
Nice. I'm going to be at development camp on July 4th. And if anybody listening here is going to be there, come find me. I, I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'm really easy to spot. I'm the one that has the really weird walk. <laughs> <laughs> that is accurate, actually. Yes. <laughs> I love you, Andrew. I love you, too, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. Testament I'm not... to not needing hips. Good for yep. you, buddy. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Correct. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going away next week, but I'm waiting for after the holidays. So that will be, that will be exciting. A couple doing a, a little bit of camping in Cooperstown, doing the Hall of Fame and all that stuff. And, uh, but we're going to wait for after the holiday. I'll, I'll work Wednesday and then I'm taking the rest of the week off to uh, enjoy enjoy a sport that's breaking my heart right now, but also uh, distracting me from a uh, terrifying offseason for the Boston Bruins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, I wish everybody a happy and more importantly safe holiday. Don't be uh, stupid. You, yeah, don't be fucking stupid. Don't be fucking stupid. Don't, if you're, I mean, we say this every holiday, but like, I can't ex- express this enough. If you're going to get drunk, please figure out a way to sleep where you are or get a ride home. Don't be dumb. I'm or tired more of friends on holidays. More importantly, figure out where you're going to sleep. And for the love of Christ, keep the fireworks away from you. And do it. Yeah, and get laid while you're at it, you know. And yeah. get laid while you're at it. If you don't know where to sleep, do what Andrew's going to do on the Fourth of July at the at the uh, Warrior Ice Arena and pitch a tent. As I watch, as I watch an 18-year-old Polish defenseman eat children. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. going to have so many Whatever texts, Thomas. Oh, I know. Oh, Jesus. Hi, boys. I'm out. I'm out. Go bees. Go, go bees. Go bees. Later. <laughs> Fight.